Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. In the month of Elul of the year 1792, the Alter Rebbe had the Tzemach Tzedek's bed brought into his room and uh, devoted himself to the Tzemach Tzedek's education. As is known, the Alter Rebbe then sent uh, messengers with pidgin nefesh, with a uh, request for a blessing to the resting place of the Baal Shem Tev in Mezibuz and to the resting place of the Magid of Mezich, who is buried in Anapoli. He also made it known to all of his friends, the other disciples and students of the Magid, that they should all pray for him, and he sent a pigeon, a special pigeon, to the oldest of the disciples, to Reb Nachim of Chernobyl. At the end of Slichas, before Rosh Hashanah of that year, the Alter Rebbe called a few of his older students and described to them the seriousness of the of the condition and the complaints that were being brought against him, and that he has reason to believe that in the coming year, 1793, the accusations and the slander will be moved from slandering the teachings of Hasidus to a personal attack on himself. The Alter Rebbe then asked, that they should all do whatever they can to help his son, who was the Mittler Rebbe, in uh, leading and conducting the affairs of Hasidus. The Alter Rebbe was certain that he would not survive that year. Now, the Alter Rebbe's daughter, the Rebbe Tzendvaraleya, the mother of the Tzemach Tzedek, heard what her father had said to this select group of students, and in her mind, she decided that she was going to replace her father. She would die in his stead. Erev Rosh Hashanah, when the Tzemach Tzedek became three years old, the Alter Rebbe arranged for his first haircutting, leaving of the payas, and he gave him a special blessing. That day, after Mincha, the Rebbe Tzendvayraleya came into the small base medrash where, where, this, where the Talmidim, where the disciples were studying. And she found there a few of the very special and older Hasidim saying Tehillim, reading the Psalms. The Rebbe Tzendvayraleya went over to the ark and she opened the curtain 
and she proclaimed. The entire community, you are all my witnesses before the holy scrolls of the Torah. I take upon myself, being sound of mind, with a, with a solemn oath that I, Dvoralea, the daughter of Sterna, replace my father, Rebshneir Zalman, son of Rivka, that he should remain alive. In the years 1791 and 92, with the flowering of Hasidus, jealousy raised its ugly head. As it happened in the times of the temple, the first temple and the second temple, the Beis HaMikdash, and this created a problem not only among people on earth, but also in heaven where the angels were arguing against the teachings and the spreading of the inner parts of Torah, the teachings of Hasidus. That is why the Alter Rebbe, sensing what was happening in heaven, felt that his time was near and that he would not survive the year. One day, the, the Alter Rebbe told his daughter, Dvoralea, the mother of the Tzemach Tzedek, the reason why he named her Dvoralea. He explained to her all that was going on in the spreading of the teachings, the revelation of the teachings of Hasidus and the success that it had had and the jealousy that it had caused and the distress that he was experiencing knowing what was going on in heaven. He then told her that he felt that it was possible to continue revealing the teachings of Hasidus even from heaven after he passed away, but this is not the right way that Torah is studied. And he felt terrible. He was crushed by what was happening to the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. His daughter Dvoralea said nothing at the time, but after a while she came back to the Alter Rebbe and she said, this is not something we should agree to. We shouldn't just allow this to happen. Understanding how serious the condition was, in fact, the Alter Rebbe had told her that the Baal Shem Tev and the Magid had promised that they would both help him any time that he needed help, and he had seen them recently in a vision, but their faces were overcast, and they looked very sad, and that meant that uh, the future was not looking good. Hearing all of this, the Rebetz and Dvoralea was lost in thought for a number of days until she finally came to the firm conclusion that she must replace her father and that she must reveal this or share this with a few of the older Hasidim. She then called into her room three older Hasidim, Rabbi Meisheh Meisels, 
Reb Pinchas Rezis and Reb Meisha Velenke. All of them very wise, very strong uh, characters, great scholars and holy men. She demanded of them that they promise to hear everything that she says, to go along with everything that she says, and to swear that they will keep it a total secret. These giants of the spirit, who were known for their great minds and calm uh, character, were, uh, were frightened by what they heard, and they asked for a day of consultation before they make such a promise and before they agree to what she was asking of them. Three times they met that day. Three times they discussed what they should do until they came to the conclusion that what they are seeing in their teacher, in their master, in the Alter Rebbe, how he is spending a lot of time in his room, the seriousness of the Fabrengen, um, and that it seemed obvious that Dvoralea knew more than anyone else about what was going on, they finally came to the conclusion that they should unquestioningly agree to whatever it is that she has to say. When they returned the next day, the Rebetz and Dvoralea said as follows, We are all Hasidim of my father, our Rebbe, and we are all obligated to give our lives, literally, for the Alter Rebbe and for the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. Here she began to cry. The Chassid, Reb Meisha Meisels, jumped to his feet, and he said, What are the tears? What's going on? Tell us what's happening. I will be the first to go into fire and water for our teacher, for the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. Just tell me what to do. I will do it gladly. First of all, the Rebbe Tzendreya said, the first thing I demand is that you swear to me with a solemn oath that you will fulfill all that I ask and that you will do it as my intentions, as I understand it. Since you don't know what it is I'm going to ask, you have to trust me and do it my way. And you must swear to do it no matter how serious it is, even if it is a matter of life and death. At these words, the other chassid, Meisha Vilenke, known to be calm and courageous under all sorts of circumstances, lost his uh, equ uh, equanimity and cried out, this is too serious, we need time to think. But he was overruled by the other chassidim, who said, we already agreed that we were going to do whatever she says. Let's do it. The Ebbetson then said, I am appointing you as a court, a court of three. And you accept upon yourself to be a court and to rule according to the laws of Torah on the following matter. 
the situation as it is today, because of the jealousies and the and the divisions that have that have uh, cropped up among the the rabbis. I heard from my father that this that this um, that the future for Hasidus does not look good, and it can produce this uh, this argument or this uh, slander can produce fatal results. My father said that it takes 30 years for a tree to produce its ultimate fruit. The teachings of the Baal Shem Tev and the Magid are now 30 years old, and they have become a very healthy tree. But this tree is now in danger. My father said that he wants to live because that's how you're supposed to feel according to Torah. But more than life itself, he wants to see the tree of Hasidus give its fruits until the coming of Mashiach. And so the Rebetzin said, I have decided to place my life in the place of my father's life. I bequeath him my years so that he can go on to live a long and productive life in order to keep the tree of Hasidus healthy. And in this way, I too will share in the teachings or the spreading of the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. As we already mentioned, the Alter Rebbe had sent a pigeon to Reb Nacham of Chernobyl. We are told that uh, this was Erev Rosh Hashanah, and uh, the Reb Nacham of Chernobyl was waiting, and Hasidim didn't understand what it was that he was waiting for until he told them, I am waiting for a message to arrive from Lojna. The Alter Rebbe, on his part, off in the city of Lojna, told a few of his Hasidim that this Rosh Hashanah we're going to need a lot of help because Reb Nochem can't help us and he is the oldest of our group. The first night of Rosh Hashanah after davening, the Alter Rebbe's custom was that he did not speak at all on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Yet that year he made an exception and at the end of the davening, he asked, where is Dvoralea? And when he saw her, he began to say, Lushana Tova. And his daughter interrupted him, didn't let him finish. And she said, Lushana Tova Tekosei You should be inscribed and sealed for a good year. Father, don't speak. The next day, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, the Rebetz and became very ill. And after Havdola, at the end of the day, the Alter Rebbe called his daughter Dvaraleya and her husband, Reb Shalom Shachna, into his room. 
Reb Sholem Shachna was standing at the wall, leaning on the wall and crying. And he kept saying, but what's going to be with the three-year-old and such a child? What's going to be with him? Referring, of course, to the Tzemach Tzedek, who was at the time three years old.